Welcome back to another Village Wealth Management Podcast. We are uh, quickly approaching year in here. And so we got two topics left to talk about. One that kind of has been sticking out lately is scarcity mindset. The mindset of scarcity, scarcity mindset, is that whatever it is you're looking at, there's a scarce resource. So why do you think people fall into the scarcity mindset? Well, I think they do it because it's real. There's, there is a scarcity. Time is of scarcity. I mean, every single day, you know, you're not going to get that back. You know, you only have so much time on this earth. And so if we need to treat that like it's scarce and it is scarce. So now why go, why not go out and then do it? So if you know, you only have so much limited time that you're going to be around be able to do this and capable of doing this. So why not just go out and do this stuff and enjoy life? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things that cloud that, you know what I'm saying? So help me understand what the scarcity mindset is. Why do you not like, why do you want to hold on to everything that you have and not actually go out and use it and live life. Yeah, that's a good question. If I knew the answer, I'd write a book and be a multimillionaire. Because uh, there's well, a lot of things that get people to that mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, sometimes it's, if okay, so let's just talk about money. Some people have a scarcity mindset towards their finances. And a lot of times, they're, they're it's how they're raised. They're raised amount of money, that, that money is of a scarcity. Uh, if people who have money, they had to probably steal, lie, cheat to get it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just can't get it. We will never be able to obtain onto anything like that. We have to be very careful and frugal and all these things. And I think some of those things are great. You know, look, look at the Great Depression and what it did to a, a whole generation of people. Yeah. It created a scarcity mindset in that group of people as a generation. You know, and so when you look at uh, people who survived the depression, and for good reason, they're they're very frugal, very very thoughtful on their resources, which I think is all these are all positive things, until it becomes uh, a fear of of running out to the point where it affects all of your other decisions in your life. Yeah. So here's here's what I was, I was talking to the new guy David, and I was talking about you know, about scarcity mindset with money. I said, they're really the, the, the person that has the same scarcity mindset with money. It's the same disease. Okay. So for example, you have, you have a corporate person who will step on everybody's neck to get more of it because it's a scarce commodity. Money is a scarcity. There's a scarcity of it. I will do whatever I got to do. I'll cheat, lie, steal, step on everybody to get to it. That's all driven from the, the concept of a, there's a scarcity of money. So I have a scarcity mindset. Then you have the other person who will live in a little cracker box of a house, have $10 million saved up and, and, and fret and fear. And, and you'll never dream they they hardly turn up the thermostat. Mm-hmm. We've had clients like that. Yeah. They've passed away and, and go into the place. I'm thinking, my goodness, I can't believe they lived like this because they're uh, worried about running out of money. It's still the same two fears, the scarcity. It's still the same disease. One person will chase down people and step on them to get more Do of it. Whatever. The other person will hide in a hole and try to preserve it. So the response to it, but it's still the same problem. It's still dealing with the same things. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the response to it's completely different. Yeah. One person cheats and lies and steals. The other person hides, you know? Mm. So, but the the point of it is, is, you know, there's certain qualities and and we're, and we're taught as young people and and when we get our $5 allowances and, you know, save some, give some and, you know, spend some, you know, we always been taught all these budgeting things and that's good because, you know, those are good qualities to have. But in America, we're living in a in a world of prosperity in America. I mean, literally, if you if you don't like what you have, you can change it. That's the beauty of, of the time that we're living in right now. Yeah. You know, there's jobs everywhere. There's I mean, money is literally gobbed up in corners. All you gotta do is just go pick it up. I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy. That's a good you know? point about the depression you were talking about. And then I go back to 
when my grandpa passed away, we went over to his garage. We were cleaning it out. I mean, there was nuts and bolts. I mean, in coffee cans, and I mean, as far back as you can see, twenty rows deep, you know, in his cabinets. And I, you know, I, I couldn't understand. I can't wrap my head around that still to this day. Because I'm like, like you're saying in today's world, I mean, if I need a nut and bolt, I don't ever save any because I'm like, well, cool. I'll just go to the Lowe's and grab one or whatever. Yeah. But I, you know, back in the depression, oh, yeah. I mean, they'd straighten nails. They or something they tore even, down. Yeah, exactly. They couldn't yeah. even imagine going to Lowe's. You know, I mean, that yeah. was just the different mindsets. But I think, do you think it's back to how you're raised or just the time that, that you're in at that current moment? You know? Well, the foundation I think is laid on how you're raised. I mean, if, if you think about it, look at look at a, guy, a, a kid who is raised in a multi-million dollar house. The the limitations of money just aren't there in his world. I mean, if he wants something, he gets it. I mean, if they want to do something, they do it. I mean, there's just no there's no limitation on that, you know. And then you take a person who'd come from a low end uh, middle class family. Uh, well, you know, I mean, no, we can't afford it. We we hear those terms a lot. And one thing I I, I was I, I was adamant about when I when my wife and I were raising our kids, I said we will never use the term we cannot afford it. I I banned that term from our house as that is a no longer a term we use. We can't afford it. We can afford anything if we choose to do it. Mm. You know, within reason. Obviously, I'm not going to go buy a new Gulfstream jet. Okay, you know. So, but uh, it, it, here, in all honesty, I do believe this. If that's really what my goal was in life, You'll, I could get it. Yeah, I would have to devote. I'd have to spend more. I'd ha I'd have to spend more time away from home. I'd have to do. There's so many things I'd have to do to get it. It's not worth it to me. It's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. And so uh, Ed Milet talked a lot about, he says, whenever you get from really the difference between a scarcity mindset and uh, with money anyways, to a non-scarcity mindset is whenever you have to quit, when, whenever you can go through life and quit flipping the tags over how much does it cost, how much does it cost, how much does it cost? And you start looking and saying, is it worth that? Or the, va yeah, the value. You know, the yeah, value. Yeah, when you go from cost to value yeah. and worth, man, that's when you've changed. That's when the whole, the whole system changes for you. It starts to work for you now instead of you running through life. That's the, the click in the brain. It's a subtle click. And sometimes it takes, you know, it slowly clicks over. Other times it's like a epiphany, bam, and you hit it. And, you know, so I don't know how you get to that. I don't know what causes all that. Yeah. I, I wish I knew, cause I, I'm definitely, cause I've struggled with that, honestly. Yeah. And I've talked about that on this podcast before about, you know, the first couple of times I bit, I, you know, I had some good months. I remember one month I made like 30,000 in one month. And, you and I was like, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't be doing it. And I, I'd play with that number, play with that number. And finally my regional leader at that time, is probably 10 years ago. And he said, when are you going to quit playing around with that number and just start doing it? You're capable, obviously. Well, you does know? that kind of tie into a pot imposter um, syndrome too? I mean, it so could that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so, I mean, if, you, if you're this, uh, you know, the person that kind of says, okay, I, I got this much money and I want to hold off into my house. I mean, that's like, maybe I don't deserve to have that. And so I don't really feel like I yep. deserve to go out to eat or yep. you know, do these activities. Where the other guy, I mean, like, you know, the extreme is going out and just, you know, doing whatever I got to do to just get more and more and more and more and more so I can do these kind of things. I mean, yep. you know. Yeah, and there's always those motivations. That, and there's some dark motivations around money. Yeah. You know, that's oh. why, I mean, you got to be very mindful of that. Why are you wanting that? What What do you need it for? Yeah. You know, is it is it to consume it for your own desire and own better betterment? Or is it really you're like, man, if I can get to this level, I can help so many more people. I could do so much more, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, that uh, that's another whole philosophical debate, you know. But back to the imposter thing, though, um, and, and feeling the unworthy of it. We talked about that moving your thermostat. Sure. You got to keep moving that thermostat up. And there's a whole that's another whole topic to unpack and say, how do I get rid of that syndrome? How do I get rid of that? And you do what, you know, to get, uh, let's quote Ed, Ed Milet again, if you, if you start doing what other people don't do, you can ex expect to get results that they're not getting. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. you do what someone else isn't doing, 
you can expect to get a result that they don't get. Yeah. You know, if you work more, you should expect more. You know, it, it's okay. It's, 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 it's okay to do that. If you're, if you're more disciplined, you wake up early and you do your disciplined routine and you have this disciplined lifestyle and Joe next to you doesn't, well, expect to receive more. I mean, because you're doing more. Yeah. It's okay. And yep. so that breaks, unpacks that imposter syndrome, you know, because now you're not, you're not faking it. You're not, you know, you're not there by just freak luck and accident. And, you know, no, you're actually doing something, you know, you're putting out there, you know, the seed and you can expect a reward for that. Yeah. That's just a law of sowing and reaping. Just nature's law, God's law. Do you think that you could have scarcity in just one area of your life and not all? I mean, scarcity mindset overall, I think, is just an overall mindset where everything you're just holding on to and not, not really doing anything. But do you think you could have only scarcity mindset with just one area of your life? Let's you know, for example, just money. Whatever. No, I, I, yeah, I do. I do believe that. Do yep. you have any scarcity mindset uh, or I guess in your life that you can think of um man why do i gotta be so honest though? well i just I, i'm just trying to think because i'm like so, there's certain things and I, I don't think i'm too extreme but there are things that i like i have a hard time getting rid of and i and i hold on to them yeah and the only thing is kind of silly okay what are they isaiah mine are kind of silly and they don't really mean anything but it's just uh you know just like childhood memories like I, you know and i you're not gonna get rid of those i don't think or you, i don't know how you'd use them but it's just i can't even like really like there's boxes in my basement you know from just mm, little little saying. presents and stuff that i've got that kind of they are meaningful but i'm like i haven't looked at them in 20 years and i'm like i for some reason i can't get rid of these things and and they mean zero they really do mean zero to me but it's just like when i open that box you know i don't know if that makes sense but yeah. that's like one thing i i hold on to that I you're can't, holding I, on to it like it's scarce yeah, yeah well and it's just like it's like if i get rid of that the memory's gone kind of thing and that's yeah. where my my i that's what i think of as only thing i can really think of right now everything else i'm kind of like a minimalist and i try to get rid of things i, I try not to be a hoarder and, and you know declutter and, and do all the stuff in my garage or whatever but i mean you know I, I just wondering if there's different you know levels of the scarcity you know throughout and when it comes to you know yeah no i've seen some people with a scarcity mindset towards what we talked about this earlier the love they you know the the love language or the way they express love for one another mm -hmm. I've, I've actually seen families have a problem with how the wife loves her her kids, and the and the husband actually be jealous of that because mm -hmm. he thinks that's a scarce commodity. Her love is scarce. I I gotta I gotta have that. That should be mine. Yeah. And it's like that's your kids, dude. It's okay. Yeah. Relax. You know. Now there is obviously there might be something else going on with that, but I was just shocked to see that on the front. I'm like, man, you know, they, they, for him, her love was so scarce that he wasn't going to share it with any anything else nobody else not you know i mean it was very obvious and i was like i was kind of surprised to see that but um so i mean it could be in it could be in time people yeah. are jealous i mean back to back to a spouse again i mean if you if if you know the time is and time is of scarcity but if, yeah. if they're spending all their time at work well, then, you know, you're like, hey, that time is precious. It's scarce. Come back. You know, yeah. I mean, that scarcity mindset. And you start to treat every. And then what happened? Here's what I found. The, the way you diagnose a scarcity is whenever they start to manipulate things and work around things, you know, because now what they're doing, a lot of times people, uh, very rare, do you, did, does someone come into the office and say, you know, Mark, I, I, I want your help with a financial plan. I'm just going to let you know, though, I've got a scarcity mindset towards money. I have a problem spending money. I have a problem, you know, letting go of money. I really am. And no, they don't ever say that. Yeah. And what they'll do is they'll, they will, um, you know, I hate to say it like this, but and, and I don't think they're doing it maliciously. Yeah, matter of fact, I know some of them don't do it maliciously, but they'll manipulate other parts of their lives 
relationships, uh, uh, even budgets, whatever manipulation they have to do to accommodate that scarcity. Mm, yeah. And then when, that's what you'll notice. You'll notice that why are they going way over here to get to there? Yeah. It's like we, we have, so we have clients, up, yeah. we have clients that will go and work and get, you know, government phones and government programs yeah. and they've got more money than they'll ever spend but yeah. they'll go work this all the way around it's like why are they doing that and then you're like well no kidding they have a scarcity mindset yeah. i mean they think it's a you know so that's what you'll notice you'll notice i think from what I, my experience has been is you'll notice people doing it. And i'll notice it in my own life i'll start to say well we can't do that and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and i'll start talking i won't say we can't afford it but i'll start to talk about well it, well really what it is is, is there's a scarcity there and I'm gonna I'm gonna manipulate the situation to compensate for the scarcity that I've built in my head. Yeah. Versus just say, hey, I feel like there's a scarcity here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, but yeah. we won't we don't want to say it. That's the thing. And I think if people are really honest and they start to really break down what they're what they're why they're doing this, I always always say, pull on the thought chain and and find out what it's linked to. It's yeah. like what caused me to think like this? You know, and you trace yeah. it all the way back and you're kinda like, Ugh, I didn't really want to know that. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that's what you can work on. You know, so it yeah. usually shows up in different, different avenues. And then I think if you get rid of it or if you're able to adjust your scarcity, I think, you know, you, you're bound and leap to just accelerate like crazy. I don't know, a couple of years back, I wouldn't spend a dollar on an app on a phone. I'm like, that's ridiculous. There's a lot of free apps out there. I'm like, you know, whatever. I wanted to hold on to my money and spend it on stupid stuff was just kind of out of a question. And I looked at the apps as stupid. Now we got some coaching apps that we go through on our things, different workout apps. And I'm, you know, I won't even bat an eye now. I'll spend, uh, you know, $100 on an app sometimes. Because you see the value of it. Have you ever heard the story about the old monkey trap? Yeah. The guy that built the monkey trap, he was trapping monkeys. No. And what he found was he, he built a box and then he made a hole big enough only where the monkey had to lay his hand flat to get into the hole. Okay. Yep. And he would grab onto a piece of food. There was a piece of food in there. Yep. And he had reached his hand and really, but when he grabbed onto the food, his hand became bigger and it wouldn't fit through the hole. And those monkeys would not let go of that food and they would be trapped there. That would be the trap. He wouldn't ever, it wouldn't pinch him. It was just them making that fist and hanging on that food. They couldn't get their arm back, their hand back out of that hole. Wow. And because yeah. they, and again, it goes back to the scarcity mindset of people putting such emphasis on something. Like you say, if you, if you get rid of that, your life explodes. You're free. Yep. And, yeah. and, and that's the same thing. I mean, they, to the point these monkeys would, go, would be captured because they couldn't <laughs> let go of something so stupid. And, there, and there's, there, it's everywhere around them. The food oh. is literally, I mean, there's, now maybe it wasn't that exact, food. I don't know what they put in it. Yeah. But, but we do that so much in our life. We're like, no, this is so important. This little bit of money is so important. I can't, there's no possible way I can let that go. You're hanging on to that like the monkey in a trap. And when you really should just let it go, you'll be free. You know, mm. but I've watched it so many times. I've seen it in my own life. You yeah, know, yeah. And and sometimes it's it, sometimes it's with money. Sometimes it's with uh, limiting my growth. Saying, oh no, I, I, there's no way I could get there. You know, I'd have to let go of this to get there. Well, look what you would receive if you let go of that, Mark. Yeah. You know, it makes no sense to hang on to this anymore. Well, you know? I, I see the sense of hold on to because you're like, man, I worked my whole life, my whole career to get to this level. Why, why is the grass actually greener on the other side? So I, I could see why it's hard to do it, but 
I think if you can do it, I think you just opened up your whole life to a whole different arena. Like what we always talk about, like if you're capable of doing better, then you, you have to do it. Yeah. And you have to let go of some things to go on. Yeah, and that's, to receive more, you have to let go of what you got. Yeah. Otherwise you can't receive it. Yeah. You know, you're all you're all gummed up with what you have. And people who have a scarcity mindset, they're hanging on to everything that they've got. They're like, oh no, 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 I can't let it go. I don't want it to risk it. I don't want to change that. I don't yeah. want to, you know, and yeah. to the point where they can't receive anymore. I mean, and then they live this very lackluster lifestyle or they start to or, or they'll they'll pursue uh pursue something like we said about the business guy that runs out and pursues and steps on everybody's neck that's the other side of that as well you know yeah. so most good humans that have good hearts they don't step on people's necks to get more they just conserve what they have and they kind of hunker in hold on to it yeah but there's a few sadistic people that will say oh no i'll just step on everybody to get more i'll steal and get it you know just do whatever you have to do yeah, yeah. so that's not a, that's not a good way but either way <laughs> the scarcity mindset is no good you yeah. know and, and as we sit down and, and and the other thing other another way of kind of saying how scarce is your mind is when you sit down like this time of year i enjoy this time of year because i'm uh, starting i was telling colleen starting in october i'm starting to slow down and look at the year and I'm okay. starting to think about, all right, how did this, and how, how's this year working out? Well, first of all, like we talked about the other day, I started working on my uh, list. I realized, oh man, I have like three things on here that should have been done months ago. Oh, you're doing the yeah. chores? Yeah, 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 for my yeah. year list, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh man, I got to get going. And then uh, the other thing I like to do is I like to look and say, all right, how am I looking for next year? What's what's the process for next year? Mm -hmm. And back to where I, was, where I was going with the scarcity mindset with that whole process is, is when I start looking at my goals for next year, and I start to start say, well, I'd like to write that down, but I better not, you know, because we don't have, I mean, there's no possible way. That's being an, of a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Because you're saying, oh, no, no, it can be accomplished. It's, it's, is it worth pursuing? If it's worth pursuing, in other words, the, the value I get for the expense that I'm paying for this, it's worth it. That's what, that's what I call the definition of worth or value, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's worth this cost that I'm going to, I'm going to about to embark on. Then you have to get busy paying for it. So yeah. but you'll, you can see your, your scarcity mindset creep out in the goals you really want. So I always say blue sky think, my wife and I will do that. We'll say, I just blue sky think and just write goals that if money was no option, time was no option, what would we do? What would we want? How would we go about life? Where would we spend our time? I mean, I think I'd live where I'm at. I'm happy where I'm at. But what else would we have? What would our jobs look like? What, you know, on and on it goes. I just start writing, just blue sky thinking, brain dumping on a piece of paper. And then when you start to say, okay, next year, here's what I want to accomplish. And you compare the notes, that tells you right there is the delta of your scarcity because immediately it shows right up. And you're like, oh, I can't really, I can't really think that. And even sometimes, I mean, as someone who has never brain dumped on a piece of paper and blue sky thinking, I call it blue sky thinking. You know, you do you do this paper. every year, like a, a year in? Yep. You guys sit down and do yep. it and before, the, fact, before the vision boards, you kind of uh, just brain dump or just kind of think out yeah, loud? Yeah, it's usually of, in conjunction with that. Usually, okay. so New Year's Eve, yeah. uh, that evening, it's a quiet night for me. I just sit around. I like to think about all that, talk about all that, go back and see. That's why I like those those papers of, of my lists. I can go back through and say, oh, yeah, I did get all you that see done. progress. You yep. know. But that's all good. But but I'm saying when you compare the two, uh, the blue sky thinking and what your goal really is that you're committing to trying to pursue next year. Yeah. And you'll be shocked at the differences. Mm. Now, there's some goals that are five and 10 years out, you know. Yeah. I mean, but, but this year I should be tracking towards them if I really believe I'm going to get there. Cause you're not just going to wake up in 10 years and have it. You know, it needs to be a track, right? you know? Something so, and we've talked about that, you yeah. know, so, but anyway, scarcity mindset it's there. You'll find it. It's everywhere. We all, you'll, you'll we all deal with it. Everybody. I think you'll notice some, yeah. some to some level. level. All right. So next, next time. time.